everyone. Welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast. I am your host, Alice Bell, and this is the New Look Video Gamer Podcast. Very exciting because we are now in our new digs and we are joined... Well, I am joined by Colm Mahan. I'm much warmer than I used to be in Croydon. Croydon was a, a very cold place in terms of temperature and the people. Of course I'm missing. The people of Croydon are lovely. How are you, Croydon? Uh, we still love you and we appreciate your downloads and listens. But, Alice, yes, this is an exciting time. As we are joined this week as well by Dan Webb. Hello! Dan Hello, the man. The How new man. How do you like your, your new home? It is nice, yeah. It is very nice. It's very trendy. Good lunch options. Wonderful amenities in the locality. Yeah. Uh, in the parish, which is always good. Um, a little bit grey and dull today, but you know, there's not much you can do about that, Dan, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I try. I try a lot, but I can't <laughs> change that, unfortunately. But yeah, no, it's, it, it is, it's, uh, it's cool. It's, it's like, it's going to take a while for us to kind of clear up a bit of a uh, few cardboard boxes and things around, but we'll yeah. get there in the end. There's also a Russian fair down on the green uh, oh. in April. So there you go. Is there There's something really? to look forward to? You didn't get that in Croydon, did you? <laughs> uh, there are building works outside as well. So we apologise if the mics pick any of those up. But, mm. you know, gentrification, got to gentrify. So we're going to start with some news this week. Uh, very sad. For a change. For a change. We like to change things up. Uh, so last week, uh, Mad Cats, who are a, a manufacturer of peripherals and have been going since, I think, 1989, uh, filed for bankruptcy, uh, chiefly because of Rock Band 4. Mm. <laughs> um, so Mad Cats took on, they co-published Rock Band 4 with Harmonix, uh, and I believe took on a lot of the publishing as well, made all the plastic uh, guitars and drum sets and ran out of money because n- not as many people bought Rock Band 4 as they were hoping. So that's the issue here. Because I mean, when, yeah. you, when you put all your eggs in the plastic instrument basket and then everyone said, no, we've had enough of these. We're moving on with our lives. I, you know, it was, there was only one result here, I suppose. Sad as it is. Yeah, I mean, it, almost immediately after Rock Band 4 came out as well, they ran into trouble. Mm-hmm. Just almost immediately. So Rock Band 4 came out in 2015. Early 2016, uh, they had to, the a lot of their higher ups resigned and they restructured and laid off 37 percent of their staff. It's not a good sign, right? Never no. a good sign. Uh, and then last year recorded losses of, uh, I believe, 11 million dollars. Oh, yeah. uh, Drop in the ocean, right? <laughs> and now just have uh, genuinely, truly have to liquidate all their assets, uh, some of which include just lots and lots of unsold plastic instruments. It's THQ all over again, right, with a U-drawer. There was mm-hmm. just a massive warehouse full of U-drawers. There's just going to be some warehouse out there with just plastic guitars that nobody can use. Because, <laughs> I mean, you can't even use them on guitar here anymore, can you? Because it's got the different... Because it has yep. the different fretboard, yeah. Yeah, and they're not... They, I mean, they had a deal, obviously, with harmonics, uh, and then harmonics then after the launch went with another company from then on so i think they could like that mad cats themselves could only keep selling the instruments for a limited amount of time anyway yeah so i mean it was never looking good like were you are you a big fighting game fan then like did you did you ever kind of dabble in their their peripherals or no no right no so, not yeah. at all well, they did the street fighter uh the sticks sticks um, yeah like mad cats were big back in the day you know yeah uh, it's just yeah like you say because of rock band 4 not being this juggernaut that previous entries in the series were it's kind of fucked them well the, i mean they did they took out a lot of i believe a lot of loans and before rock band launched uh it was suggested that the only way they would be able to pay them back is you know it all hinged on the success of rock band 4 I mean, with the sticks, though, you can use them for other games, other fighting games. There aren't many games out there that use that plastic guitar. So it's not like an investment, right? Dark Souls. Wasn't yeah. it? Was it, was oh, it remember on Twitch, Twitch, right? <laughs> Some guy finished Dark Souls with the plastic guitar. So there, is, there are a few, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, like when, when Rock Band 4 came out, was, it, was there a couple of weeks between Rock Band 4 and Guitar Hero? The last yeah, Guitar Hero. Right, yeah. And the last Guitar Hero. Like Rock Band was just the same. Whereas Guitar Hero changed it and changed it for the better. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, see, I, 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 I,
Because like with the old Guitar Heroes and rock bands, it felt like you were Slash and you were playing these crazy solos. With this, it was more like you were Coldplay and just playing chords and stuff. See, I liked it because it resembled actually a guitar more. You were, yeah, you were using chord shapes and I really liked that. Okay. I thought it would be, because it was, I, I remember as well when everyone was laughing at the, the first person, the kind of, kind of over the top um, first person kind of scenes when you're playing. But they, I don't know. I just thought it was a bit of fun. I like that. It was just mm. the, the mechanics that I didn't get on with, to be honest. So Should have bought more plastic guitars then? Yeah, there's about three or four upstairs. So uh, <laughs> I don't think we need any more. I mean, it's really just Colin wishes he was a rock star instead. Wishes? <laughs> <laughs> you can play guitar, right? So I guess that you resonate more with that because you yeah. can play guitar. Yeah. I like can't. The, the <laughs> <laughs> you can play the keys, though. Oh, I can. Then, yeah, yeah, I'm quite good on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll have to set up uh, an unplugged session. That's it, like video gamer band, basically. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we should definitely do that. I'll do the the kind of. I'll be the manager. Be great. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. You're gonna get us gigs. Yeah, yeah. I'll be the manager. Either that or pay, play bass, right? Because we the, need a drummer as well. No, I'm all right. I've, I always played the uh, the drums on rock band. I can do that, all right. That, I can count to three. That translates to real life as well, apparently, right? You, but can you count to four? <laughs> nah. <it>? Right. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be difficult then. Uh, I mean, all the best to anyone affected by Mad Cat's shutting down, obviously. But uh, it seems like at this point it was kind of a sad inevitability, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, best of luck to you all. Uh, slightly more positive news. Peter Molyneux is back. Yes. And yes. <laughs> is that a good thing? Peter Molyneux. Talk, Alice. Say, say, say the story first. Well, I mean, that, that's kind of it. Like he's working on a new game. He's, he's classified himself as a coder again. Oh, wow. Okay. Apparently. So he's working on a new game called, let me just consult my notes here. Le- Legacy, I believe. That's the sound <laughs> of my notes turning. Uh, yeah, it's called Legacy. And he says uh, he kind of, doesn't know what it is like in terms of a genre he can't peg what kind of genre it is yeah classic molyneux right there right <laughs> new genre coming i mean <laughs> the last game he did was um betrayal which was on ios and i actually liked is quite that a, a lot or was that before no was that was be- curiosity was before it yeah. yeah and then there was goddess goddess mm-hmm. and then the trail which was you just kind of were on a nice walk and you made things out of stuff you found it was but it was it was all right like it was sort of a survival game but not really but i liked it and that was with no fanfare whatsoever so i think he has quite probably learned his lesson i mean he's a good coder i mean you've only got to look at the titles he's worked on going back many years like black and white uh to the original fables and that so obviously he clearly knows what he's doing yeah um, theme hospital was 20 oh, last theme week hospital. by the way Jesus. Mm. didn't realize fantastic game fucking yeah, love theme hospital game. Did you just bring that back? Yeah, just do that. <laughs> Molyneux Hospital. <laughs> but I, like, I get that people, people are a little bit tired of the promising everything and delivering a little bit less than yeah, everything. Right. But, like, the man's love for games knows no bounds. And, like, I, I think when he's promising stuff, it's not coming from a cynical place. It's coming from, like, Peter Molyneux, he truly believes that he can deliver what he's saying it's like just being too ambitious right yeah and then just not being able to deliver on what he sees in his head because it's a lot harder to bring that to life than it is to just you know just go let's do this done mm. which is which is why i think he's being clever with this by just saying yeah i'm working on this thing but i am saying very little about it because he has been burnt many a time yeah by waxing lyrical on things like is he still speaking to the press or is that a no-go well still? this was is in an interview oh, okay with the press oh, okay this um, is a rolling stone isn't it with glixon yes yeah um so he did say uh it, he thinks it's a good idea to be platform agnostic uh but he's currently coding it on to be mouse focused just because that's easier for him right now um so again very vague um but he did sort of um talk about that whole the whole you know molyneux lies about game yeah. kind of uh, period he said he thinks he'd probably go through it again just to kind of come out the other side uh, and he makes reference uh, to how he kind of felt like uh, it, he was sort of talking the same way to the press as he did to the the development team mm-hmm. which I guess you need to, when you're talking to a development team you're like it's going to be let's do this thing let's try and do this uh, but, and GM up right yeah yeah but not necessarily the best way to talk to the press so he <laughs> mm-hmm. has learnt and he's been more Kind of circumspect, I think. But 
I think it will be really interesting to see what he makes. I'm glad it's, he's back. Yeah, it's all it's always interesting. Whatever. He's such a character, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. So I'm just glad to have him back doing stuff and being in the public eye, as opposed to just never seeing him at all. Like, like even curiosity, and yeah, all right, the the outcome of that was a bit shitty, and what happened there, but like the amount of interest that drove from public from the public was mental because everyone was like, "What is inside the cube?" It was that, and I found myself tapping at it constantly. Um, I mean, <laughs> as a game, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> but it, as an idea, it was very, very clever. But it's just, it is a shame that Goddess came out of it, because that was shit. Whatever happened to the guy that won? Oh, he addresses this in the interview as well. Oh, really? Like, yeah, okay. he said... So, Brian Robinson? I think so, yeah. He's he's like, Molyne says, we'd love to like pay him money, because I believe part of the, the winning um, and getting curiosity was uh, getting... Profits, yeah, like, it was right. from Goddess, yeah. Or and he yeah. basically said, like, well, yeah, we'd love to, but we kind of have only just broken even on oh, Goddess. Shit. That's the problem, like, because mm-hmm. it did, it you know, was funded on Kickstarter, I think, yeah, yeah, but then it, it still didn't translate necessarily into huge profits. So, I mean, that's kind of what he says about that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I play Curiosity as well, if only to try and draw a dick in the side, <laughs> which is what a lot of people did, I feel. Video games and penises and just drawing them and making them. I mean, that's like a great pastime oh, on yeah. its own. Yeah. We played um, uh, Lego Worlds and we tried to build a 3D penis. Actually, yeah, we yeah. did as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> the same. Yeah. Anything that I can build, anything in any game, I'm, I'm making a penis. Yeah. Right, just straight out the gate. Oh, yeah. To be fair, I think we tried to make tits as well. I think. <laughs> oh. It was either that or, it, or we suggested making a vagina. Was that To the equal opportunity. Wow. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I mean, that, that would be more complex. difficult. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The detail involved it was, yeah, it was a little bit too much for us. <laughs> um, we're going to briefly talk about this because it's quite interesting. But there are rumours floating around that Scorpio specs are coming soon. Specifically this Thursday uh, via Digital Foundry. Mm-hmm. It's sort of been hinted at, but not. Kind I love of this new. Like it's just. It's, it's yeah. News it's that there of, will be news. It's a sort of rumor about maybe news <laughs> that Digital Foundry will have. Yeah. Be, be talking about the specs, isn't it, on Thursday? Yes. Yeah, so Jez Corden, uh, who's the editor for Windows Central, uh, said it will be quote unquote shown off very soon on Twitter, uh, and then uh, the Inner Circle podcast, which is the podcast for the Inner Circle Game Network, uh, said they had heard. It was coming on Thursday via Digital Foundry slash Eurogamer. Uh, and then someone then just went direct to Phil. They went to the Spence. Cool dad, Phil. Yeah. And is, we're like, is that like Grassin on the, the other publication? Kind of, it's like, yeah. hey, Phil, this guy told about Scorpio. <laughs> and they said, like, we've heard rumours flying around. He did. He said, like, yeah, I know why you're asking. So he's, you know, he's aware. He's Phil close. knows everything, right? Yeah, yeah. He does. Absolutely. Like, I have Sauron. <laughs> Uh, and he said, yeah, like, we're happy with what we've seen so far and uh, we'll hear more soon. Sorry for the wait. But that is kind of, I mean, but would you... soon, right? Well, right, yeah. I mean, would you be surprised if it was on Thursday? Not really, because, no. like, we... I don't think it's going to be... Uh, I don't think they're going to reveal everything at E3, but it's going to be the focus of their E3 showcase. So I think there probably will be a little bit, like, specs aren't overly sexy I think so I, I do think that they will I think it's a strong possibility that they'll reveal them this week and then say and now here's Red Dead Redemption 2 running on a fucking Scorpio at E3 something like that I mean it's no different to what they did with the Xbox One technically right mm-hmm. they announced that a, a month before E3 and used E3 to focus on the games so they showed off do you not remember it was the TV 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 that's right yeah. Yeah. it was like in the middle of May was it so it wouldn't surprise me if they did do it soon because they have a track record for getting the hardware out and then focusing on the games at E3 when there's more consumers watching. What do you think they need to do in light of A, the Xbox One launch and B, the PS4 Pro? Do you think they're going to sort of... I mean, I guess because the TV thing didn't go down well with everyone, so they're gonna. do you think they're going to target like, this is for the gamers well, kind of PlayStation You would have thought so, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think the fact that... I'm almost positive. It didn't Spencer. He he did an interview with someone, 
And is he it the would, IGN one where they spent like an hour just talking yeah, about that this? that was it. Yeah. And he, he was saying that the Scorpio will be the most powerful home console out there without what? directly saying, yes, it'll be more powerful <laughs> than the PlayStation 4 Pro. Well, the rumour is, what, four times more powerful than the Pro? That was the one that was, was four going, times? Yeah, that's it? what they were saying. That was that's, that, a while back. That's absurd, though, short like, Yeah, right? Mm. But that's, like high-end PCs, yeah. that's what they're talking. But I think it's going to be that kind of price as well, right? Well, that, that's... I mean, that's what matters yeah. is how much it will be. Because if it's if it's a hundred to two hundred pounds dearer than the PS4 Pro, no one's going to get it I, because they I can think buy. It will be. Do you think so? Yeah, I think it'll be over five hundred quid. I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> if 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 they release it at that type of money, but I think they're shooting themselves in the foot. So the interview you were just talking about, Phil Spencer actually talked about the pricing a little bit in that when he spoke to IGN, and he said that this isn't the you can normal consumer. This is for the early adopters, the guys that love their tech, that knows what a teraflop is. This the Scorpio is for them. So mm. anybody who's obsessed with power, I guess this is the audience for the Scorpio. But mm-hmm. if you're obsessed with power, wouldn't you just have a PC? Yeah, I guess. That would be my argument. But I think mm. he's trying to rival PCs because he's talking about, I swear they talked about 4K 60 frames. There aren't many PCs out there that can just do that with ease, mm-hmm. if any. Now, of course there are, but that is a lot of power for a video game console. Considering that, look what the Pro can do with like, Horizon looked incredible on the Pro. Now imagine that on a console four times more powerful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's interesting for me. But I, I genuinely think it'll be more than 500 quid. That's just my personal gut feeling mm. rather than anything that I've heard. I just want to put that out there. It's a new story now. Just disclaimer. I've not heard that. Just gut feeling. Dan Webb from Zero Network. (laughs) Project Scorpio will be £500 plus. Official. Based on gut feeling. Me and Phil went for a curry last week and he just told me. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of was the order? What kind of curry? Uh, He's a gel phrase. I would have thought that. Just keep it simple. (laughs) Uh, We'll end with our fun and finally, which I think is going to be more fun for you two because you understand football and I do not. But... um, (laughs) Konami has been threatened with legal action by Diego Maradona <laughs> mm-hmm. because his likeness appears in Pez 2017 and he says it was, like, implies it was done without the proper permission. I love that you guys after it now. He's been in Pez for... Hola. Like, I mean, Jesus. years, right? Yeah, yeah. No, longer than that. It's, it's, like, I remember it in, like, when it was 98, when it was ISS. Yeah. Maradona was in that then. I swear he was. Yeah, when the Master League came around, oh, maybe that was the first Pez then. But he's been in it for at least seventeen years. I when I first saw this story, I genuinely thought it was an April Fool because he posted. Because it was on April Fools, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Well, he posted <laughs> on close his, enough anyway. He posted on his official Facebook page in a way that makes me assume he doesn't really understand what Pez is <laughs> as well. Because he was like, "I hope it's not another hoax." I was like, "This is a huge, huge, multi <laughs> oh, million like." Uh, that yeah, he apparently it's been used in you know Pez 2017. My lawyer is going to make appropriate legal action. Basically, I've not seen him in 2017. Is he called Maradona in it? Or he, does he, or he, he is yeah. he's Diego Maradona. It's Maradona with the big hair. Uh, because he used to be in it, but not called Maradona. But it yeah, was clearly yeah, yeah. Maradona because he was like five foot tall, <laughs> quite tubby, yeah, and yeah. a big afro. So, well, this is—he appears in the um, as a legend in the My Club. It's in My Club, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. which yeah. is the ultimate team equivalent, basically. Yeah. It's the new—is that the new Master League or is the Master League separate? Uh, no, Master that's not. It's just the ultimate team. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Master League's still in there, but but I, I, lo- I love, <laughs> yeah, I love that he's bringing this up now. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, was it? Did it? Did Sergio Aguero pointed out to him, or or what? I I don't know. Imagine uh, that conversation. I, I, oh, I just I love the fact that they're related through marriage. It's fucking <laughs> just really warms my heart. That's uh, Sergio Aguero. Alice is just throwing her arms in the know. air. That they're probably I don't know just a Christmas dinner or something like that. Maradona probably turns up his nose at Aguero because he just doesn't doesn't think he's as good as him. Oh, it's just a, a delight. And then it comes up in conversation, and then Aguero goes, well, my stats are nearly as good as yours Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2017. <laughs> and then he goes, what, what's, what's PES 2017? What? Yeah, it's yeah. like, here, here you are. And it's like, oh, lawyer's on the phone. So. <laughs> I'm not happy with this, yeah. Well, Konami have uh, officially 
responded. They've issued a statement saying that its likeness has been used appropriately within uh, with the basis of the license within the contract, which is. I mean, you, you would I mean, imagine they have, yeah, they have dotted the I's and crossed the you T's. You would assume they've done yeah, their homework right? yeah, for sure. enough to not get sued. But I really hope this is the start of like a legal battle that goes on for years and that we will continually have to update people on the status of the, you know, <laughs> I mean, like God Maradona love, v. Konami. God love Maradona is a... I mean, he he's out there, so if he's only just hearing about this now, <laughs> it, it wouldn't really surprise me. <laughs> This week, and you can talk about this now because this will go up after the embargo. I can. You've been playing ukulele. I have. I was really looking forward to this. <laughs> I was too. Until I spoke to you about it. So, yeah, uh, so was I until I spoke to myself about it. Um, yeah, I, I was looking forward to this because you came back from the preview event. Two preview events, was it? You saw it? Uh, they came, They yeah, I played a build ooh, a while ago and then I went to a preview. Recently enough? Yeah. And like you were very positive on it. Um, and like I, I have a history with uh, 3D platformers. Uh, like I played um, like uh, Crash Bandicoots and Spyros, and like from that kind of golden era where every single week there was another anthrop- anthropomorphic animal uh, that was just kind of basically and the, around this 3D plane that you jump on and open crates, and it was brilliant. But then it became tired when they just started. They just flooded the market. And obviously with ukulele, it's kind of, it looked to be potentially a bit of a resurgence because you're talking about essentially the pedigree of Rare um, going back to the well and creating ukulele in the same way as Banjo-Kazooie. But the problem is, is that this game would fit perfectly on an N64. No, in saying that, if that's what they set out to do, if they said, lads, let's make a Nintendo 64 game in 2017, <laughs> they did it. <laughs> like, fair play, you did it. But the thing is, time has moved on since then. And, like, so, for instance, something like, like, Dan, you played uh, Banjo-Kazooie, didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, fuck me. I'm, just, I'm getting flashbacks now to my time with it. But do you remember the voices in Banjo-Kazooie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. were they in 1998? <laughs> <laughs> well, were you okay with them? Well, was I mean, it? in 1998, we were in a different kind of landscape, exactly. right? Exactly. Video and games weren't fully voiced. Well, they were, but not. Some, like Metal Gear Solid and like, you know. Hello, run, jump, <laughs> watch out for the big thing yeah. over there. <laughs> so you make allowances. So like in a charming way, or what I'd imagine what they're setting out to do in a charming way is have that again. But the problem is, my God, it is just excruciating. It's one of the most annoying things I've come across in a video game in a very, very long time. And that's a lot of ukulele, really, to be honest. Like, it's a big game as well, actually. I I can't kind of play down how large this is. There's like five worlds and six, including your kind of hub world, which is basically a level unto itself. And trying to navigate the world very difficult because you you collect these things called pages similar to banjo kazooie basically just a collectathon uh, you collect these things called pages which you can use to open up levels and expand levels that you've already opened up and when you expand a level to its top degree or kind of basically its largest area trying to find areas is unbelievably difficult because there's, there's nothing resembling a map there's nothing resembling kind of, I don't know, even uh, highlighted uh, beacons or anything as you kind of look around you. And it's just so easy to get lost. And like, yeah, that hub world as well is fucking god-awfully designed. I, I get the feeling you didn't enjoy it. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I, don't know why, I don't know why I say that. Like, the, the premise is nice. And it is in an era where video games strive for that ultra-realism and... Uh, like you mentioned Horizon Zero Dawn uh, one thing that impressed me in Horizon Zero Dawn not to the level of an Uncharted but still like you could see on Aloy especially like she'd furrow her brow or just like you know little kind of subtle changes in her mannerisms and it's all that kind of yeah as I say ultra realism like this is just proper caricatures uh, colourful characters uh, like they'd have a cereal right like they'd have exactly, a cereal on yeah. a Saturday morning kids cartoon they, yeah. all that kind of stuff um, but it just, yeah, once you kind of begin to play it, and the more you play it, 
the more you realise that it's just kind of not up to snuff, really. Which, yeah, is a shame. Because, as, as you said, you were looking forward to it. Yeah, I really, well, I mean, Column's review, which is on videogamers.com right now, mm-hmm. uh, I think you say that like the first couple of levels are the best, which were the levels that I played. Yeah. So, uh, like that first level, I think is brilliant on first impression. Because it, it, it resembles that kind of lush greenery of like, say, your, your Green Hill Zone or your, um, Jesus Christ, what's Mario's one called? Um, World One. World One. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I was going to go Mushroom Kingdom, but yeah, yeah, World One. That kind of, your stereotypical first level in a platformer. And it's, I don't know, it just feels so alive in comparison to some of the other ones like the third world why someone didn't make the call to whip that out I don't I just don't get it it's kind of what's the name of it Moody Maze Marsh I think it's kind of Halloween themed and when you put it up against the first level it's just so drab and just like devoid of colour oh it's fucking really really poor which is what those games are about, right? It's yeah. all about colour. It's all about like cheerful kind of, yeah, look at this, mm. rather than a little bit drab, which has left the Gears of War out there and stuff like yeah. that. If they'd done it as a Gears of War ripoff, I would have enjoyed that, <laughs> I think. <laughs> that would have been good. But it is a shame because I just, I remember, I remember the days of the 3D platformer and like loving so many of them. But yeah, as I say, like this, this would fit into that time, which is not what I want from a 3D platformer. I want an evolution of the genre. Like, like if you compare this to Ratchet and Clank, which isn't entirely fair because Ratchet and Clank is kind of a platformer come shooter, uh, but there's just there's no comparison. Like, Ratchet and Clank wipes the floor with this, um, which yeah, again, as I say, is just is a shame. I'm sure there'll be some people that fucking love it, though. I th- I think, and we were sort of talking about this earlier, but I think the scores are going to be all over, all over the place. place. Right? Yeah, we are reco- sure. yeah, we are recording this beforehand, I suppose. It's- yeah. So we don't know. We don't yeah. know, but I assume that that's what will happen. Because mm-hmm. I think some people would, would just be like, yeah, this is exactly like it was before. This is exactly what I expected. Fucking love it. Mm-hmm. it'll be the same bit it's the criticism uh, and the positive thing depending on who you are yeah right? exactly yeah. Yeah. it's the same as it was before it's the fucking same as it was <laughs> yeah. before like there's there are parts of it where it kind of it clicks like the, the puzzles and challenges uh, in the game uh, they basically uh, they're either you walk up to an NPC and he'll have odd jobs for you or there'll be these kind of ambiguous uh, it's like a pagey like a a prison or whatever and yeah, it's like how do I get this motherfucker out of the exactly. prison exactly yeah. page in a cage and how yeah there'll be something resembling a puzzle around and you have to try and figure out what's kind of going on um, and it's too ambiguous uh, but there are occasions where it does have the ability not on your not on your top quality puzzle game level but there are points where it does make you feel clever when towards the end of the game when you have all your special abilities and there's quite a lot when you have all your special abilities and when everything kind of clicks into place but those moments are pardon the pun Dan but they're rare Ooh. <laughs> see Alice warned me about your puns <laughs> considering we've gone about half an hour without a pun though, I think that's pretty impressive that's pretty good so. uh, Dan I'm very excited for many reasons that you're on the podcast this week but one of them is that people have been asking for thoughts on Persona 5 Persona um, 5 the greatest game of the year well you're coming wow. in strong there I'm coming uh, in strong <laughs> so strong so you're a man with thoughts on Persona 5 yeah share them with us so yeah like I wasn't really a big Persona fan until about five years ago. Uh, I mean, the original Persona 4 came out on the the PS2, was it? Way back when. Uh, But then when they brought it to Vita and I was traveling a lot, I looked on Metacritic and it was top of Metacritic. So I picked Mm -hmm. it up. Uh, And ever since then, I've been the biggest Persona fan ever. Not to the point where I won't criticize it because Persona 5 isn't perfect. but Is 4 better? I think four is better in some respects, mm. but in terms of like the gameplay and the mechanics, I think five is a much better game. But in terms of the story and the characters, I think I much preferred four over five. Mm. But, the, but four had a lot of problems. Four, the dungeons were repetitive. 
Um, the general gameplay outside of the social stuff was a li- was the worst part by far. Whereas in five, that has almost become kind of the main show. Uh, the dungeons are interesting. There's loads of mechanics. There's loads of puzzles. I mean, it's a typical JRPG in terms of the combat and stuff, but it's not just hit them, wait for them to hit you. There are more mechanics in there than there's ever been in a Persona game. So it's there's actually, like, they brought back a load of stuff from, like, Persona 1, Persona 2, Persona 3, and Persona 4, and they just kind of mashed it into Persona 5 and then just added loads of things on top. So, yeah, I mean... It's menu porn. Have you seen the menus? Yeah, yeah. Like, they are just incredible. The presentation of that game is just, like, mind-blowing. I don't think there's any game out there that presentation-wise is as good as Persona 5. Mm. I can't think of one. In terms of just menus, the music, the characters, the way everything's delivered, just things like... All the transitions are just incredible. It's just... it's, It's like, visually... It's like a comic book that's brought to life with these stylish kind of swipes and stuff. I, that's one thing I've heard about uh, Persona 5 is that it's just dripping in style. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like it's oozing, if we uh, <laughs> yeah. to use that term. But yeah, like it's just, I could just watch it. I could watch other people play it just for how the menus are and how it's presented. Uh, of course, there's more to the game than that. There's, the soundtrack is just incredible. Uh, it, I'm going to say it's one of the best JRPGs in a decade. Oh, so but then, then what's the uh, like? Because people bang on about the story of it, and like you mentioned, there the social aspects. Like, how how do they differ in five to four, or do they? Um, a little bit. I mean, so I don't. Do you know much about Persona? Mm. I mean, everyone keeps telling me that I should play it because I'd really like it. And I'm, yeah. I'm the exact same. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone says that, yeah. though, right? Yeah. But I, don't, I mean, the, the, I'm not sure I'd like the kind of dungeoneering than the kind of combat stuff. That's the sort of stuff that I bounce off about JRPGs, but everyone just says that I like, I will like the social aspect and the characters and stuff. But even the combat looks so slick with how it's presented in, in terms of just the animations and stuff that you just can't help but fall in love with it. <laughs> it's, uh, but so it, it works on... Basically, you spend 50% of your time in what are effectively dungeons, and then you spend 50% of your time in the real world um, strengthening your relationships with friends because they have gameplay benefits that strengthen your character. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say too much because no I don't want to give too much oh, away. that's cool. But basically, there's, there's a real world, and there's all, like, almost like an alternate dimension, mm-hmm. and they kind of run parallel to one another. And then... You do stuff in the real world that strengthens you in the other world. And That's cool. So, but each character's got their own unique story, and they're really dark. It's actually a really dark game. Like a lot of stuff happens with it that it's like, holy shit! Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and there's some really good twists in there as well. Hmm. So, cool. I might check it out. I'll have a look. I'll have a call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 160 hours to burn. How, yeah, how, how much? time have you put into it uh, first run through 120 hours mother of fuck. first run through first are, you go, run are you going through. through again yeah yeah new game plus <laughs> wow so i so obviously we own the uh the trophy website i have two platinums persona 4 golden and persona 4 dancing all night i'm gonna add <laughs> persona 5 to my third platinum that's my new thing i only get persona platinums now everything else can only just go to hell yeah, that's it so that's, that's my persona. niche that's pretty good that is, that, is, that is pretty good. I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know if I have 120 hours to burn. Oh, you could uh, do 80. it in like 80. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 80, yeah, that's, that's nothing. I don't know, I, I kind of, I think I'd look for something that maybe, something a bit more focused, something that won't take quite 80 hours. Maybe something like Thimbleweed Park. Oh. What a segue. What, it's always a professional. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, this is, so it came out last week. Uh, and I couldn't talk about it on last week's podcast because it was before Embargo. But Thimbleweed Park is the point-and-click adventure from uh, the old school kind of in the tradition of Lucasfilm slash LucasArts. So it's Ron Gilbert, right? It's Ron mm-hmm. Gilbert, yeah. And Gary Winnick, who worked together on Maniac Mansion uh, and things like that. And those, those were games that I kind of grew up with because they came out before I was born in several <laughs> cases but my big brother had them so I kind of inherited them when I got a bit older so they're some of the first games I remember playing and, and enjoying uh, and I think to compare and contrast with what you were saying about ukulele 
Um, these are it is like a point and click puzzle adventure and updated for the now mm-hmm. so it's got streamlined controls it's got some things that you would expect so it's got a um like all the characters you can play as have notebooks to kind of keep you on track and give you objectives to the kind of vague ones so we just like find a lawyer <laughs> to read your <laughs> uncle's will and then you have to but then you'll like you'll ring the lawyer and then the lawyer's like got an answer for a message saying he's somewhere else and then you have to kind of follow all that mm-hmm. um so it's got all that it looks so much nicer because you remember those games looking great but if you go back and play them you're like oh there's about well, eight this, colors and- this, this is yeah this is what i said to you like i kind of said that it looks like the old games but yeah it, it, it looks like how you remember the old yeah. games looking so it's got, yeah, it's really nice, nice kind of depth of field. It's got really good lighting in it and stuff. It's funny. I thought it was really funny. Um, I would say there were there was one kind of quite big puzzle that was a bit like, like the uh, criticism aimed at the old games is that the puzzles made no sense. And there was one that I don't think I would have got had I not asked for help, right. which I had to in the end. Uh, but for the most part, I think that it does all make sense and you can kind of work it through and it's really satisfying. Yeah, because that, that's what makes me... Uh, I don't know. that uh, I, I, I never really got... Uh, what was the name of the old... Uh, like Grim Fandango. Do you remember that? was released yes. on PlayStation. And I played it for a small bit, but I was like, no, nah, the fuck, the puzzles are... They're just too much. Like... Uh, like you, you were kind of giving examples, or the one you said about it being too difficult. It was, it was that, but just constant for me. Uh, whereas if Thimbleweed Park is a bit more logical, that would make me more interested in it. I think, I think it does. Although I was talking to other people that say you that there may they maybe suit kind of certain types of brains, if that makes okay. sense. Because you know, like people think in different ways, mm-hmm. um, and they are. It's a very, very specific genre. So I think if you hated them before this may not make you love them mm-hmm. but i do think it's better than they were before because it has the nine verb menu and like, yeah it has a lot of the things that the old games had mm. so it's got the nine verb menu in the on-screen inventory i don't think you need the nine verb menu yeah necessarily you use like um, one of them once and then that's yeah, it. Like, yeah yeah um but uh yeah it's very very kind of old school pixel art but it does, yeah, it does all make sense. Because like, there might be a point where you're like, okay, well, I need five cents. And then you think, how in the real world could I get five cents with the limited resources available? And you're like, oh, wait, you can exchange bottles. So then you do like okay, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, and I'm very happy to act as an ambiguous tip line for people. <laughs> if you need, because I was like, don't read a guide. Try and figure it out yourself. So I like... Well, that kills the fun in these kinds of things like, yeah you know what's the point then yeah. that's, really? that's the problem with the internet though sometimes right yeah it's so close and it's like i've been stuck for seven seconds now yeah. <laughs> i'm just gonna get out google <laughs> right. but like if you go back 15 years it's like there was no internet really yeah. like that so it's like i'm stuck seven seconds now and then three days later you're still stuck yeah. and then when you get it that satisfaction was there someone posted a picture the other day because nintendo used to have a tip line yeah. Where you would ring up and you would speak to an actual human who'd have like a book with pictures oh, in it, wow. and then they'd be able to say like, "Okay, so you need to do this." And now the Nintendo um, game booklets just say, "Try googling, <laughs> like oh, try searching really? for keywords on the internet." <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Not it. <laughs> Which is amazing, um, but yeah, I, I thought it was really great, um, and I was really pleased how good it was, and I really hope they make more because it was great. It was great, and it's this really kind of cool, like. Uh, like twin peaksian kind of weird murder mystery except it isn't there's a big twist at the end which actually the final puzzle it made me do that kind of sits and cane slow clapping like <laughs> just you clever there, bastards just, yeah yeah just kind of look, like shaking your head and just kind of delight yeah like, can't believe they just did that to me. Did it. Believe, it's like, so amazing you yeah. you did tell me what it is and it's brilliant. Yeah, it really is right. fantastic. That's a spoiler, surely. Right? Yeah, he doesn't I mean, give a shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I might. I I don't know. I, I like. I'm a fan of. Uh, I'm a fan of some of those kind of old style games, the easier ones, um, <laughs> uh, because of the humor and the fact that you kind of sold it to me on that. That it is very funny and uh, yeah. the majority of the characters 
are quite good. Yeah. Like you said, one of the FBI some agents. Some of the, yeah. So you play as five central characters. You switch between them and some of the puzzles require that you use two people in different places kind of thing. Uh, but they're not all as fun as the others. So one of the FBI agents is like this kind of like mid 40s kind of tough bitten bitch who just has no fucks left to give and just sighs at everyone and she's really kind of biting and cool. And then the other is a young kind of idealistic agent called agent reyes and he's just not as fun okay just not as fun and then the, like one of the others is just like a clown that swears like a, half his dialogue is bleeped out a clown that swears yeah he's called okay. ransom the insult clown and okay. he's just really horrible to everyone and he's so much like next to characters like that reyes just isn't as fun yeah um but isn't it isn't it the whole that without the rough the smooth isn't the smooth yeah that's true i actually yeah. said that to Colin yesterday you did and i can't remember <laughs> why i said that now it's in my head that's all i'm gonna say to everyone it's <laughs> now on the go. podcast it's like everyone <laughs> is now gonna be spreading that around uh oh there is it does have an, a kind of easier mode as well so it, if if you hated kind of how like the great leaps of logic you had to do in in the old school games, you can do an easier mode that kind of takes out some of the steps. So, so like, you just get the story kind of thing. Yeah, you get there. I mean, there'll still be puzzles in it, but it's just not as complicated. So what I mean, there's one where you have to print off a letter and post it, and in the hard mode one, like in the like in the in the kind of casual mode, you just go find some ink and put it in the thing, and in the hard mode, you have to make ink. Oh shit! Okay. From the the tools available to you, and then find a stamp. And oh, that's pretty cool. So it. There's that as well. I think it's really good. And it's $19.99, which is what, like 40 quid now? <laughs> yeah, especially with Brexit, right? It's about 3 million quid. <laughs> well, so. what, what game was this? Or was, was it in a game? It was in Monkey Island. It was like, never, never play more than 20 bucks for a game, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Love the commitment to it. <laughs> Even after all these years, just, yeah, yeah. you know, sticking by their guns. Oh, yeah. You were almost a jail sandwich. It's me, Mario. Would you kindly? Listen. Let's go bowling. This is my favourite store on the Citadel. War never changes. Yay! Every week on the Video Gamer Podcast, I test the gaming knowledge of my colleagues with a simple game called Who Am I? I give five clues to the identity of a video game character, and you, Alice Bell, and you, Dan Webb, must give me the correct answer. All you have to do is say stop, and then give me said answer. Clue number one. So you haven't heard him do that before, have you? No, no, that's, no. that's pretty impressive. I'm surprised you haven't recorded that now and then just... I just use it, it over yeah, and right. over. Just press a button. Yeah. <laughs> My first appearance in a video game came in 1987. Clue number two, I was born in Japan. Clue number three, uh, I would... Will I carry no, on? No, carry on. <laughs> Clue number three, I would do anything for my blonde best friend. Stop. Ryu. Correct. <laughs> there we go. I was well going to go with the done, one. Dan Webb. Uh, yeah, um, well done. I, 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 I was trying to throw people off the scent with my bland best friend, but you're it's yeah, Ken, right? It's, it's all Ken. about Ken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're bros for life. This is um, fine. I have some competition now because yeah, we're so bad at this seems, game. <laughs> oh, really? uh, my first appearance in a video game came in 1987. Obviously, Street Fighter was born in Japan. That is correct. Although in the films, he's from America. <laughs> um, I would do anything for my bland, bland best friend, of course. Ken. Uh, clue number four. Despite being positioned as the sort of star of my series, a series I wasn't the real focus of the film adaptation in 1994. Of course, that was Guile, wasn't it? Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, um, let's, let's say yeah. And clue number five, my latest appearance in a video game came in 2016, so I've definitely stood the test of time. Of course, Ryu, congratulations, Dan Webb. Yay, what do I win? Um, my respect. Oh, wow, thanks. I had, to, I had to get that right to get that. Wow, there you go. I see how it is. <laughs> well, nicely done. I look forward to next week as well. Am I going to have to have separate scoreboards versus yes, Dan yes, and are. versus Okay, yeah. fine, good. Questions mm-hmm. this week, and hopefully we have some for Dan as well. So every every week we ask for questions from the video game of Twitter, uh, and then we'll answer them on the podcast. So let's see what we've got. Okay. Sean Cleaver, this is an important question. Now the company beer fridge will be shared. What tipple goes in it? Or soft drink. He has specified. Lilt. Lilt? I had Lilt in years. Yeah, it was amazing. (laughs) Lilt was great back in the day. Do they still make it? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do they? Yeah. I used to to love Lilt because it was just... It's totally tropical taste, right? Well, that's... (laughs) (laughs) That's the sole reason, yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so yeah, lilt is the answer. Nice. What about beers? If you had to have something like a beer in there, what would you put in there? See, I'm not a beer snob. Okay. Uh, I'm a fan, and please control yourself, right? I'm a fan of a Coors Light. Oh. Is that a yare with that? Is that, you know that going to be a problem? My missus is Canadian. Right. So whenever I go over to Toronto, that's all they've got in the fridge. So I kind of, you know, I've come You've to like to it. Us. I've warmed to it, yeah. But I wouldn't go to a pub over here and ask for one. Right. But over there, I would. Well, what I don't know what it is. Well, what would your choice of tipple be here? I'm not a beer snob either. So I'll literally drink any like Foster's, whatever. Just Heineken. Whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But not a cause. <laughs> 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 Just want to point this out. There will be no cause in the fridge. <laughs> There's going to be a company note I'm going to send around. Okay, Just yeah, go, yeah. Please, guys, can you keep the cores out the fridge? Fair. I've started drinking again now. You have? Oh, I'm wow. so yeah. proud. <laughs> is that because you started with me? Is yeah. that what it is? <laughs> we went, well, when um, on the last day in Croydon, we went and had uh, a beer. Mm-hmm. In, in the pub and then Colin just went we should go on the lash mm-hmm. <laughs> go yeah, on the lash yeah. um, so I am not fussy either really I drink a lot of like I'll have like a vodka cranberry okay so I used to when I was a teenager I used to drink massive pints of Stella because I quite fancied myself and so, and I was like, <laughs> yeah I'm not like other girls <laughs> Stella kind of like, yeah see I can't stand Stella see I'm not a man oh it's horrible Stella, yeah. no it doesn't have a good history <laughs> no, no red stripe as well horrible stuff mm. My husband insists on drinking Red Stripe all uh, the time. I'm not too bad with Red Stripe. Nah, it's horrible, man. It's <laughs> horrible. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, someone wants to know, <laughs> what's your deal, Dan? What's my deal? And they put it in quotation marks. Oh, okay. Dan, um, if that is your real name. Oh, shit, shit, they found me out. <laughs> um, I don't even know how to answer that. I mean, what kind who, of a question is that? Who is Dan Webb? Uh, I'm just a normal person, just trying to make his way in life. With loads of video games around him. Uh, yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. That's my deal, yo. That's a pretty standard deal. <laughs> yep. uh, Ant wants to know, why doesn't Colin like bounty bars? And what is Dan's opinion on bounty bars? Oh. Well, what way do you want us to answer this? And I don't care. <laughs> the first one. I'm so glad you're invested in this, Alice. Uh, well, I've f- just heard you go on about bounty bars so much. The first one, they're shit. Uh, like, why uh, are they shit? Uh, well, d- Dan, what, uh, what are your thoughts? Well, you know what, I'm, I'm on the fence. I'll, I'll eat one and I'll enjoy it, but I won't go out of my way to eat one. You're the Jamie Redknapp of the bounty Yeah, words. basically, yeah. If you give me one, I'll eat it, but I'm not going to spend money on one. <laughs> right, So okay. I'm kind of in the middle of you two, clearly. Well, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm like you. Like, okay. I will eat a bounty bar and I hate them, they're fine. I get why Colin doesn't like them, I guess. they're rotten, coconut, fucking devil food disgusting shit who would choose <laughs> but it's just coconut it's right? it's just coconut and a bit of chocolate I mean I've never seen anybody so angry about anything in my entire life it's like why I just don't understand these <laughs> fucking creeps <laughs> that would it. choose this will be it for the next 10 minutes then like around Christmas I remember these sick fuckers <laughs> tweeting me pictures of like oh like the first thing I'm going for in the celebrations box and it's like no you Sick and twisted individual going oh. for a bounty. Yeah, I don't actually eat them in the celebrations box. No, they're left to the last yeah. and they're thrown out with the box because they're shit. Yeah. That's what happens with bounties. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I don't eat you. them at all. I, can't, <laughs> I actually can't remember the last time I had a bounty. Oh my God, it must have been 10 years. <laughs> it's a revelation. You persuaded him otherwise. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. Yeah, I fucking hate bounties. <laughs> uh... No fate at Sean One Neo. Uh, he'd just like to know a little bit how, about how Dan got into the industry. Well, it's a really weird story, I guess. I didn't even try to get into the industry. Um, I was at university studying law at the time when I joined a fan site uh, to do with achievements. And then this is going to be like 11 years condensed. into like condensed. 20 seconds. <laughs> but basically, the guy that owned that website then went away. So me and Alex, who now owns this company that you guys work for, then set up another website. And then 11 years later, here we are. It's so yeah, good, there you yeah. go. It, it got kind of big in the middle. So then I had to give up what I was doing and then make it a full-time job. But yeah, it's pretty much that. So we took a, a hobby and it just grew exponentially. Mm. Fair enough. Um, there are obviously some people that have like no some history with you that I'm not aware of here. Yes. So uh, Lee Everyone says, ask him why Mass Effect has always sucked. He'll love that. So Lee used to do reviews for us. Uh, and Lee actually goes out for Gamescom for us every year. So he freelances for us. Uh, he's never played a Mass Effect game. And I love the original trilogy. Dearly. 
So is it gotten to the stage where he's just not playing them I, to spite you? I think so. <laughs> right. I genuinely think so. And I'm like, I'm not letting it get to me. I'm not letting it get to me. <laughs> but like, he plays all these other shit games, like awful games, because his gamer score is like 400,000 or something like that. <laughs> so he plays some of the worst games in the history of man, like um, Trials of the Blood Dragon, which was just fucking awful. Oh, that, that was a poor game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the worst game I think I've ever played. And he plays, he'll play shit like that, but he won't play Mass Effect. Ooh. Which, Ooh. which, you know, just winds me up a little bit. No, I'm with you there. I understand that. One so, of my, Mass Effect 2, probably one of my favourite games yeah, of all sure. time. I yeah. still prefer 1, just because of how iconic it was at the time. But 2 is clearly a much better game. But 1 is my favourite. I think I prefer 2. But 2, curiously, like, is my favourite game, one of my favourite games, but in the context of having played 1 first. Yeah. Which is a, a weird set of... Uh, yeah, right? I mean, it doesn't work with any other franchise, yeah. right? <laughs> Um, I think we'll leave it there because because we've done a podcast now. Um, but we will have extra if you are a VGBG and if you want to become a VGBG, you just go to patreon.com forward slash video gamer and then you can get not only extra podcast on the end of this one, but you'll get it a day early and you will also get another extra podcast, a whole separate one on Fridays, which is exciting. I'm excited. Colin doesn't look as excited. I'm buzzing. <laughs> I am there you go uh, videogamer.com is the website we're also on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash videogamertv and we have this very week started some new regular video series so mm-hmm. go and check those out uh, we're on Twitter at videogamer.com uh, and if you want some help with Thimblewee Park I am at babygotbell Colm do you want to give a shout out to uh, I can't help you with anything but if you would like to follow me, you can do so at column underscore Hearn. I can help you get over your bounty obsession if that's what you are, if that's what currently ails you. <laughs> Dan, you're Dan underscore Web, right? Or am I underscore Dan Web? I, I think I'm underscore. You are underscore Dan Web. Yeah. Well, there you go. So if you're interested in basically Rick and Morty gifts, which is basically what I do for the most part, then yeah, just give me a follow on Twitter. I've got a Rick and Morty tattoo. Oh, you really? Yeah, I have to show you, yeah. Oh, shit. There's yeah. like a Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty comic book like series upstairs as well. Oh, yeah, I got all those as well. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Did you watch the, the new episode? Yes, amazing. We'll so talk good. about it off yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. New podcast like kind of spin off. <laughs> right. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We will see you, well, talk to you in a disembodied voice next week. Bye. <laughs>